We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host with small lips and a loud mouth, Madison Hadler. Okay, you guys, um, happy past Halloween. Happy now November. Um, hope you're (laughs) ringing in this month. Great. I don't know. I was going to say like ringing in But then I was like, well, we're not ringing in the new year. So I hope the start of your November has been great. I hope you're getting excited for Thanksgiving, not to actually celebrate the holiday because we all know Thanksgiving is, you know, the pilgrims, they were terrible people. But anyway, um, to celebrate the food because the food is great and, you know, giving thanks, being with your family, friends, whoever it may be. Um, I have a very special request for you guys and I've already posted about it on Instagram and Twitter yesterday but I need you guys at the end of this episode or whenever you can to go down to the show notes of this episode and fill out the survey that I will have in there it's just going to ask you a couple of questions about loudmouth your experience with listening to loudmouth whatnot um and you don't have to answer all of them just you know some of them and you don't have to make it a big long spiel but I just need a couple answers from you guys and if you all have merch you could send me a picture in those two that'd be awesome um it's for a very special project coming up soon and I need your guys' help with it so after this episode before the episode whenever you can set a reminder in your phone go fill out the survey down below I also have it in my link tree in my Instagram and on Twitter so if you can't find it anywhere else you can go there and fill it out for me that'd be so super super great so first of all thank you for that Second of all, we have a wonderful, fabulous guest on the podcast today. Um, we have Josie on, who is A Plus Fashion on Instagram. She is a body positive and anti diet, plus size Crohn's and PCOS warrior, influencer, beautiful, super nice, wonderful human all those adjectives all rolled into one and that is Josie and I'm so excited to have her on because I don't know if I cut out the part where you mentioned it but we had been trying to do this for a while but we both you know very busy schedules lots of things happening in our lives so I was so glad to finally be able to sit down and talk to her and hang out um, on zoom and just learn more of her story my friend Stevie actually connected me with her because they became friends up in Ohio and I followed her because Stevie was like you have to follow her go follow her page so I did and then I was like wait we should collab and she was like yeah you guys should 
So here we are. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear more of her story, hear how she kind of randomly got into influencing and now it's one of her part-time jobs um, and she's thinking about making it full-time. It's just great and awesome and she's so nice and wonderful to talk to and she does her ethical research on all the brands that she works with. She makes sure they are size inclusive, that they have done stuff for Black Lives Matter, how they handled COVID, everything like that. She'll talk a little bit more about it in the episode, but I cannot wait for you guys to hear it and listen. I hope you all enjoy. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Fill out the survey down below and enjoy this episode. All right. Bye. us who you are your name pronouns everything like that awesome uh, my name is Josie Wass uh, pronouns are she her um, so I run the account on Instagram a plus fashion um, and it's so weird that that's like my job now which is really cool <laughs> um, I do that part-time and then I also teach at a high school I'm a music teacher so I direct an after-school acapella group, and I teach private music lessons as well. Uh, I live in Ohio with my husband, my three cats, and our dog, Luna. <laughs> and um, yeah. It seemed that you were a music teacher, at least you had it in your bio. So I was curious of how many hours a week that you do that. I would say I'm probably part-ish time. Okay. I would say I, I pretty evenly split my hours between influencing and teaching. Um, and then I'm also getting my master right now too. Um, yeah, for music ed. So yeah, it's a little crazy. So I'm like working more than full-time right now. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a good mix of like a creative outlet and being able to work with students individually. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. When did you start your account? When did you kind of, and how did it come to be? Yes. I'm trying to think, I want to say it was May of 2019. And so I have a friend named Caroline who she has an account too. Uh, It's just me and my mirror. And she's also plus size. We're actually childhood friends, but we reconnected in like 2018, 2019. And she really encouraged me to start an account, like sort of just for myself. I had just been getting into body positivity and kind of healing my relationship with my body. And, um, listening to podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And she had an account and I was like, that's really fun. Like, I feel like that would just be good for me. And so it totally wasn't my intention to like seek out being an influencer, but Mm -hmm. it was crazy. Like I just started posting my outfits and then it sort of blew up and I started getting um, collaborations and I started really enjoying like the community side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are. So your friend Caroline was already kind of doing this and she (laughs) like told you to kind of start it. Did you have a personal Instagram account before or was this like your personal Instagram? Yeah, I did. So I had a personal account and then I had actually started like a um, like a meditation account because I've been super into meditation and yoga for a long time. And so I had started I had kind of like fizzled out posting on that. And so what I did is I just made a plus fashion, like take over that account (laughs) and then um, started from there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was really just like for myself, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily my personal account, but it was, it did just start out sort of 
for myself. And then what it became was super cool. No, that's so fun. And I, you said you kind of used it to start documenting like your outfits and like the body positivity journey and stuff like that. If you can explain what your account is now, how would you think, like, how would you kind of explain it to what that original course was? Yeah. Um, I mean, I still feel like it is like a really personal thing to me, but I also put a lot of focus on still body positivity, plus size style. And like, what's important to me is making style approachable because I think there are so many influencers that are like high fashion and I'm just realistically, I'm not high fashion and that's okay. Like, and I want other people to see that they can still feel cute and develop Mm -hmm. their personal style without being like, you know, decked out in designers or like spending so much money or being super overdressed for everything. Uh Like you can still use personal style as an expression of your personality without like, you know, going wild. Yeah. And it's hard when a lot of those influencers make videos like that too, because you know, most of the stuff they got sent and it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, that's just not attainable for everyone. Like it's fun to have fashion inspiration, of course, but It's also nice to have those people that are like, I get it. I also shop at the stores that you shop at. Here's how you can make an outfit out of those things and make it style. Yeah. So I like to work with um, a local brand that I really love. I like to work with lots of different brands that um, offer all kinds of styles. I just, I really look for that like approachable standpoint um, and offering people just everyday style and Mm -hmm. everyday ways to like dress up what they already have in their wardrobe. So it's really been fun. And, um, and now it's like a a job for me and it's just been awesome to connect with so many people. Like I have so many internet friends now and it's just wild. It's like, I would have never met these people ever. And, um, and so I'm just like really grateful for the community side of it too. So when was the moment that you kind of realized like, oh shit, I could do this as a job and I can, you know, take this seriously and make an income from it. Yeah, I I started to get like paid offers last year. Like up until that point, I was pretty much just taking commission, ambassadorships, um, and like trade collaborations. Uh-huh. Um, but David's Bridal reached out to me because of COVID. Their mm-hmm. spring show was canceled, mm-hmm. and so their approach to that was sending out dresses to influencers and having them post that's so smart yeah and create content for them for their ads Mm -hmm. and so I think that was when I was like oh my god this is a real thing now you know like yeah like they reached out to me they they wanted a bunch of content um I ended up on the landing page of their website which was really cool but I feel like that's when I was like okay this could be a thing like Like you know yeah yeah and I had started just to love creating content like I just I love taking photos. I love editing photos. Um, I love taking reels. I think they're super fun. And so I was like, this, you know, this could be my job. Like mm-hmm. I could see this as my job. So I would say like probably this time last year is when I really started to take it more seriously. So you are kind of talking about like paid, like ambassadorship. What does that look like as compared to like working with a brand kind of like David's bridal? Uh, so it's complicated. So there's like, okay, so brands can offer you product in exchange for posts. Mm -hmm. That's one way. Or brands can just send you stuff and not expect anything. So just like a gifted open-ended, like they just want to send you a gift. Okay. Then there is like an ambassadorship. So we're going to send you this much stuff per month. 
and you have to post like twice and you also get a discount and you get a discount code for your followers. So like uh-huh. that's more of an ambassadorship. And then there are just straight up like paid things. Uh-huh. Um, you can also be, you can also get commission for some things as well. But most of the things that I'm trying to, to get are those flat rate paid out. Yeah. Commission, like how many people buy the, like a, you know, certain product yes. or whatever off of your, like, yeah. they track it through. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So however many people use your discount code, however many people use your link, that's how you would get commission. So like okay. through Thinks, which is a period underwear company, um, I work with them and like my kind of deal with them is I, I post once a month. And I get commission on every sale that happens through my link. Wow. So yeah, so it's kind of like the more work you put into it, the more you get out of it. Yes. But it's hard because, you know, as you probably know, the mm-hmm. algorithm changes so often. Oh, yeah. And what is being pushed on Instagram changes every single day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's hard when your pay is based on the performance of a post because mm-hmm. I could create the most beautiful post, put it up and it would get like three likes and then I wouldn't get as much money, you know? Uh, Yeah. But like, it doesn't change the quality of the content I'm putting out. So Uh it sucks. Like, it's just kind of like a messed up system. So, and it doesn't change how much work you put into the post. Like, exactly. Is that like a partnership or is that like a totally different thing? Yeah, that's more like ambassadorship or like okay. commission. That's okay. more in that commission realm, which I don't accept as much of anymore. Okay. Just because, yeah, it's it it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard I work to make this post. Like, if if it gets posted at the wrong time, if I use the wrong hashtags, if Instagram's just down that day, like, just isn't a fair representation of like what my output quality is, you know. Yes, of course. Because then, yeah, all, like I said, all that work that you already put into it is not getting accounted for. And it's just oh, yeah. a performance, which sucks because it's based off people. And that's what I yeah. feel like the hardest in social media and stuff is that your job is literally just based on how other people react to what you're doing. Yeah. Like that. When you're working with these brands, how do you maintain like your brand and your authentic voice in your channels whenever you're partnering, partnering with them, whenever you're trying to, you know, collaborate and things like that? Um, so like first and foremost, when I am approached by a brand or when I'm seeking out like a brand to work with, I really try to make sure that it aligns with me. Like I, I can't remember who reached out to me recently. My mom laughed so hard about it. I think it was like Dunkin' Donuts or like Burger King or something. Okay. And, I, and I was just like, this isn't really in my realm. Like I yeah. love Dunkin' Coffee, sure. But like, this isn't really in my realm. Like it feels odd uh-huh. to do that. So I think like really trying to stick to what my focus is, like things that make life easier for plus size people mm-hmm. and things that support women and things that are style related and things like that. Like, I really try to stay within that realm so that I'm being really authentic, like with my partnerships yeah. rather than kind of taking a money grab. No shade. If you do that, like get your money, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah, followers know who you are. And so when you're posting those things that they're like, 
I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Like I never, I, yeah, I never want my followers to question my integrity in that way because you do, you develop a relationship with people online. Yeah. And they begin to trust you. And so if I, you know, if I don't do like research on a company or if I do something totally out of left field, like they're going to be like, hmm. Yeah. Seems weird. So, and then I kind of break that trust with them and I don't want that. So, yeah. It also feels like you're just kind of like, using people for that yeah you really want to stay true to your audience like you are an influencer like the things you do are going to influence people that's the whole the whole gig (laughs) right yeah yeah you are responsible for what you put out there and then what impact that makes for sure I know like parasocial relationships have kind of been a talk recently um which Mm -hmm. is a lot of tiktokers and everything like that have you, what are your thoughts on parasocial relationships? Have you ever kind of experienced something where like followers kind of feel obviously connected to you, but you know, in that way where it kind of crosses a boundary? Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because yeah, I do want to have that relationship with my followers, but also I am not a dumping ground for emotional things, Mm -hmm. even if they are plus size related, like it's still appropriate to ask like, Hey, can I talk to you about something? Mm -hmm. Because they know me quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're not here in my everyday lives at life. And so they don't know what's happening with me. And so just like with a friend, how you would be like, Hey, is it okay if I kind of vent to you about something? Like I just expect that same respect online. And I do have some followers, even though I love them dearly, who totally cross that boundary. And so it has to be like a conversation. Yeah. And so it's really hard. Because it's like, of course I care about you. I'm glad you feel that I've, you know, stuck up for you or like something has touched you that I've said. Mm But there are those things that are kind of (laughs) like... Lately, I don't know why this cracks me up so much, but I've been getting messages that are like what's your phone number and I'm like no (laughs) I'm like I responded to someone I was like lol nah (laughs) (laughs) and they're like what why not and I was like I'm sorry this is the internet it's a scary place like this is not yeah we can interact here but like I don't need you calling me at 2 a.m like what is this (laughs) venting yeah like like along the same lines whenever you were kind of becoming bigger or gaining that following I know that sometimes that can kind of come like oh my god okay now I'm actually into it so what are some things that you kind of realized as you were gaining more followers that you maybe needed to you know cut back on or other things that you needed to set more boundaries on I think I had to so like I said I'm a music teacher and a lot of my students they're mostly high schoolers and Mm -hmm. above Um, and they follow me and some of their parents follow me. So as I started to grow, I really had to think about like, where am I going to put this boundary with partnerships and what I talk about? Because, Mm -hmm. um, bodies are not inherently sexual, right? Yeah. So I'm fine with posting my body, Mm -hmm. but I may not partner with like, um, a sexual health brand or something like Mm -hmm. that, just because I have to decide on that boundary based on my work outside of Instagram too, which is really hard because I totally would love to promote things like that, Uh but I'd never want to get into a situation where it jeopardizes my other work too. Mm -hmm. And so I have to kind of walk that line just a little bit. Yeah. So that was really interesting to kind of grapple with and decide what I was comfortable with. This is kind of going back to like the authenticity thing, but 
I really want to partner with brands that are doing good things mm-hmm. and that are showing diversity on their page and care about that kind of thing. And so, especially when, um, you know, George Floyd's murder and all of the BLM like resurgence kind of started happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of brands um, became really vulnerable about their their stats. And then mm-hmm. it was very clear that there are some brands that care and there are some brands that don't. And so that made decisions really hard and saying no to people mm-hmm. who I thought were great people, but didn't show up uh-huh. for black people and you know and yeah. marginalized identities and so that was really hard but that was something that, that I decided I wasn't going to go back on so what kind of things would you look at whenever you were partnering with a brand usually so if a if a brand reaches out to me that I don't recognize um so if it's like a clothing brand like first I look at their sizing if they go up to an XXL sometimes I can squeeze into an XXL so I don't know if you know this but an XXL and a 2XL are different things So sometimes I can squeeze into an XXL, but the majority of my followers are not going to be able to. So why would I ever put that out to them? Like that is not fair. And why would I squeeze into somebody's clothes to then represent them? Like, no. So first I look at sizing. Um, And then I also just kind of scroll through their socials and see, usually it's a dead giveaway if they're like sketchy, (laughs) if they have a lot of followers and like no engagement at all, like crickets, right? Yes. Yes. So that can be a little sketchy. So usually I do a little bit of research on whether the brand is legit too. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I scroll through their feed and kind of look at what kind of diversity they're looking at. Um, Do they even if they offer plus sizes, are they showing plus size imagery like in their feed? Because that's important. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't get to just take my money and then like hide me in the corner, you know? So, so I look at that as well. Um, and then usually I'll ask if it's a new brand to me, I'll ask like what other creators are involved in this. And like, um, are you supporting like people of color through these campaigns? I ask questions about, um, who else is involved in campaigns. Yeah. Just to make sure I'm not like stepping on toes, you know, yeah. because I, in, in the plus size community, I'm still considered like a small fat or a mid fat. And so like, obviously we want to support bigger people who yeah. have even less options than, than I do. So have you ever like gotten a negative responses to when you ask those questions? Um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes people get a little spicy. <laughs> And, and at that point I'm just like, bye. You bye. Know, yeah. Have, like, yeah. I just don't have patience for that because it's like, yeah, I just don't like that at yeah. all. So I usually just walk away. Like I, I feel pretty strongly about not negotiating on those boundaries for myself. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like also kind of like, obviously, you know, this is a, a job for you too, but I feel like also having that kind of like the music job as well and also being in school for music education can kind of help with that because you're like I'm doing this and I want to get money from it it is a job but also it's like you know I have these other things that I'm passionate about so it's not like everything's riding on this one brand deal right and you can kind of be a little more picky Picky. not even like yeah like picky but also just do your ethical research and feel good about what you're promoting And I think that side of like, I love talking about this stuff because it's so interesting to me because it's so interesting where people like draw the lines on some things, but don't on others. And then like, 
the difference in just like influencer size and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know whenever I was first talking to Stevie about you, she was telling me about how you were talking about how there's a, a website or something where you can look up um, kind of what brands pay or what they should be paying. Can you kind of talk on that a little bit? Yeah, I think I think what she probably told you about was um, this platform for influencers um, called Hashtag Paid. Okay. And so it hooks you up with collaborations. That's mm-hmm. basically what it does. Um, but it was funny because for a while I wasn't on there. I was on some other platforms and I felt like, wow, this seems like really low pay for like the amount of work I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, I don't even know what my rates should be. Like, uh-huh. I have no idea how to even figure that out. Like companies were asking me for my rates and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but on this platform, what they do is they like really center creators being paid well for their work. And I mm-hmm. love that. And they have this chart on there. And I had been, pay- I had been um, like quoting brands, like maybe a quarter of what I should have been based on this chart. So okay. yeah, pretty upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> so this chart, they have different charts. So they have like a chart for specifically for just content. So like if a brand reaches out for you and they're like, we want to use your content on our socials for X amount of time, like what are your rates for this? Mm-hmm. And so it has a chart for that based on what type of content it is. So real carousel, et cetera. And then based on your followers, like how much you should be getting paid with a range. Right. Okay. And then it also has one that's like, um, I think they call it genuine content or something like that, but that's basically in feed or on the actual social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the prices are different because I mean, when you start getting hit with contracts from brands that are like, well, we want you to post on your page, but we can also use your photos for the next two years. Mm. Like if I would have known about all that stuff, I would have upcharged big yeah. because they can use it as much as they want. That means they have the rights for however much time and yeah. they can use it as frequently on any channels, like as much as they want. So we'll recognize how how big it is and how important having a social media, like for brands and whatnot, having a social media presence and then being an influencer, how important influencers are to consumerism today. Like yeah, absolutely. everything like that. They, they like get it. The disconnect is there because they're like, you just post pictures and it's like, but I get you the money. Like my followers trust what I'm saying. Right. And if I tell them something, they're going to go do it don't want to put that money. They don't want to put the resources into actually following through, but they're like, well, we know social media is important. So we'll hit up this one influencer and pay them really little. And then $5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we can give you two pennies and a paperclip for 12 stories and three feed posts and five reels. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's so sad. And it's like, I even think about recently I did, I put something on my story about how long it takes to do like a story post for a brand mm-hmm. between filming, sending it in for approval, making edits, captioning, adding all the hashtags that they require and the tags and like editing, like visually how it looks mm-hmm. like it took probably like four hours and it was like six frames or seven frames or something like that. Yeah. Like that's a lot, that's of, a lot time. of time. Yeah. yeah. And people just think like you just roll over and like take a quick snap and then you're done. Like that is not how it works. 
that's just it it just doesn't make sense to me it's the disconnect for me being a body positive anti-diet plus size influencer things like that I'm sure it has especially with pay I'm sure it has too how do you think this affects you like working or I guess how do you think it affects brands working with you I think right now and this sounds bad but I think the plus size community is trendy right now because brands have realized that they can capitalize on this group of people mm-hmm. and which they totally can. And that's because there aren't enough options out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know, it can be a little bit hard though, because um, brands will be very into the idea of making money from plus size people, but they won't necessarily um, support the values of the plus size community or yeah. the fat acceptance or the body acceptance community etc etc like so it's a little bit hard so it's like I've sent in pictures before and they've been edited like I will look back at the picture that they posted versus the one I sent them and I can see that they brought in lines on my body and so that is really irritating (laughs) yeah yeah but but of course like they think nothing's wrong with that do you know what Uh I mean again there's a disconnect there where it's like they're just like we do this all the time everything's photoshopped you know and I'm just like that is not what I stand I stand for at all I have never photoshopped a photo I put on my feed like no way uh and like that also I mean I guess it's like their photo in that context now but it's like that's your body. Like, and they were just like, um, yeah, we'll just make these edits. Like that's so, and so against the message, like the disconnect, like, yeah, I was like, you guys don't get it. That's fine. And I just like stopped working with them. I just, I was like, uh, not a fan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think you're so right about like, um, it kind of being a trendy thing now, but there's, but brands are still not willing to put in the money to actually like, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it, but like I saw a TikTok of, um, a girl and she was talking about just like how there are a lot more plus size brands, like smaller brands, not Mm -hmm. as much big, big brands. And now the big brands are trying to like what you said, kind of like capitalize off that and get involved in it, but they're doing like, they're they have the money and the resources to make it this wide array of sizing and to also make it like fashionable or, you know, Mm -hmm. like trendy, but they're still doing, like she was saying, like one thing, like no shade, no tea. If you love this trend, it's totally fine. But like the cold (laughs) shoulder trend. Yeah. And like, if you still wear that, okay, cool. But it it is an older trend. Like that was around a couple of years ago. And there are like plus size brands, like bigger corporations that are still doing that trend. And she was like, you literally have the money. Like we support you because you are size inclusive. You have the money to go make things that are trending now. Like we can wait for the trends that are happening (laughs) now. There there are so many memes about that that are like, (laughs) like plus size women. And they're like, we want trends. (laughs) And then then it's just a bunch of pictures of like cold shoulder tops. And like weird, frumpy, like outfits, like yes. it's fun. Yeah, it's so bizarre. It is uh-huh. so bizarre. I mean, I'm sure that there are people out there that still like that stuff, but yes. I, but I honestly wonder if it's, they genuinely like it or if they feel like they don't deserve to wear 
mm. trendy items because of their body because plus size women for forever have been told that you know yeah. and so like how could you not feel that way if you've been told that for years and years of course yeah and like if that's all you see on models your size you're like oh I guess that's all there is to it I like, guess that's how I'm supposed to dress yeah and so that always amazes me because I'm like you guys have the money you have the resources you have the the audience that will willingly buy like your items if you just put in that extra research. So you were kind of talking earlier about like the influencer community and the friends that you've made and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about how you kind of started getting involved in like that? I started following people that looked like me and that was just at the very beginning. And then like, as I grew, like some of those people started following me back and I started like finding other people that have really cute style that were sort of around the same size as me mm-hmm. and like just sliding into each other's DMs and like commenting on posts all the time. So I have a couple of friends that I would say I've been with sort of since the beginning. And mm-hmm. so we just like really try to support each other's content and like work together when we can. I love collaborating with other creators. I think mm-hmm. that's so fun. Whenever you get like approached by a brand or whatever, do you ever go to them and ask if they are, have also been approached by them or if they've ever worked with them? I've done that a couple of times mm-hmm. um, with my friend, Olivia, shout out Olivia Phillips. She, she also works with Dia and a couple of other um, friends do too. And so we've done collaborations that way. Few other brands that we've both like worked with were able to like use our halls to like do something collaborative which is really cool cool. so like I've made a few reels with them where I've had an item on that they also bought Mm. and then I'll kind of like take it off and like pass it to them and then the like changeover yeah it's real cute so it's very fun especially being able to kind of like see their audience and then see your audience and then kind of combine them and interact them together And then even though like some of the pieces that we get are the same, like it's just Mm -hmm. so interesting to see where my brain goes with styling Mm -hmm. and where somebody else's brain goes with styling. I think that's so fun because it can, like I said, it can be the same piece and two different people can just do totally different things with it. I think it's so fun when people in the same or with the same audience or who do the same thing, like come together because I feel like there's a lot of there's a big sense of competition a lot of the time. And it's like, there are going to be people that enjoy somebody else's content over mine. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like even in like real life, you know, like everybody has something, even if you're within the same field or whatever, everybody has something different that they bring to the table. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I look at my Instagram friends and I don't feel that sense of competition just because, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're both in the plus size realm, but like Olivia is really into Disney. And so that's become sort of part of her, of her vibe. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm really into sustainable, ethical fashion and thrifting. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of part of my vibe. So it like sets us apart in a, in a different way where we have slightly different audiences, but we can still like support each other. And and especially whenever you have a problem or something going wrong, like you have friends who can get that and can be like, oh my gosh, that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Like yes. here's what I did to like get through it. And sometimes you just need that pe- those people who actually understand what's happening. Oh, absolutely. We have definitely like shared tea on brands before. So <laughs> it's been, you know, if we have bad experiences with brands are like, Hey, here's what's up. Don't do yeah, it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, look out for each other. And I think that kind of goes along with what I was talking earlier about like pay transparency and that, uh, the hashtag paid that you're a part of, because it's like, 
why aren't we looking out for each other? So kind of didn't really see yourself getting into this, but what has been your favorite part so far about doing influencing? Probably number one is the community for sure. Like I love, I love my Instagram friends, like other influencers that I talk to a lot. Like we have future plans to like meet up and stuff, which is really cool Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I do consider them like some of my friends, you know, yeah. and, um, and so I love that. I also just like talking to followers, like people who aren't necessarily influencers, but who like frequently comment on my stuff or, or DM me or whatever. And then I start to recognize their name and it's really fun. Um, like just interacting with them and having super real conversations with them. And then I also just love the creative side of it because I am an introvert. Mm-hmm. I love being alone <laughs> and, and being a music teacher is really like taxing on my energy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the way that I fill back up is doing this stuff, like doing creative stuff on my own. Usually it's just me and a tripod or me and my husband and a camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's really nice to kind of like, just fill my energy back up and refuel by doing something creative that also makes me money. Yeah. Um, And then being able to like be a better teacher. Like I think having this consistent creative outlet makes me better at my other job. Yeah. So I always forget how creative it is to make content. Yeah. I'm always like, Oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And my roommate's always like, she's always like, Madison, you literally make graphics like every day. Like that is, you're basically a photographer you're like um what's the word creative director of Mm -hmm. your content and everything like that and then thinking of fun ways to incorporate a brand or incorporate something going on into a trend like that takes so much creativity how much do you think you spend on influencing how many hours do you think that you normally I think it depends week to week because deadlines are so weird like they're so sporadic so like this week I had so many deadlines so I was spending a lot of time on this stuff whereas like next week it might be a little more dead so Mm -hmm. I may only do like you know I don't know 10 hours or eight hours or something prepping posts actually doing the posts actually Mm -hmm. interacting I would say it probably comes to about 25 hours a week Uh I don't know yeah um yeah and that like I said that includes like all the interaction the actual taking of the photos, brainstorming content and um, editing and all that kind of stuff, writing the copy, which usually takes me a long time because I'm like a perfectionist. And so I really try to get captions really nice. So yes. yeah. And then it's like, usually I find myself editing the caption too for like a couple hours after yeah. I actually post it. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I still here? What's happening? <laughs> like, how did I just end up spending two hours trying to figure out what to caption this right like it's not that complicated like it's me at a pumpkin patch you know what I mean like it's not that deep yeah (laughs) that is something that we need to be reminded a lot honestly (laughs) yes yeah no that's one of my mantras for um for my OCD I have OCD and that's one of my mantras I actually have it you can't see it it's right out of frame but I have a little cross stitch of it over here and it says it's not that deep and it has a little plant on it that's so cute we often spend way too much time. I think especially with like caption writing and stuff I'm like people are going to scroll past this and they're either going to like it or they're not yeah newsflash nobody reads the captions like you know (laughs) like you know how many times I put I spend like hours putting details in the caption 
And then someone will comment and be like, where's your outfit from? I'm like, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. <laughs> yes. Do you ever think, because I know you're doing this part-time right now. Do you ever see yourself going full-time with it? Or are you going to, or do you want to like keep it part-time? It's hard because I love music so much and I am mm-hmm. getting my master's and I have dreams of getting my doctorate also. Um, and so it's like hard to have to give something up, but I also do love this so much. And, um, I am supposed to sign with a modeling agency soon. So if that comes into play, then it may become more full-time. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know, like it's hard because I love so many things and I'm so passionate about so many things and I want them all, yes. but I think I will probably have to, um, make that decision yeah. <laughs> eventually before I like burn out. So yeah, yeah it yeah. is. It's cool though, right now, like as like a kind of like do it too, and you can kind of continue mm-hmm. your music dreams, but also like do this, you know, seemingly random thing that kind of just right. like came so to random. Me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is really cool that you can like kind of like take that time, and especially in today's age, like think about this becoming a full time gig whenever you got into it were the people in your life like what what are you doing like was there any and even with yourself was there any kind of doubt of like maybe I why am I doing this again (laughs) um my husband was super supportive he's like yeah do your thing like he's always like you're cute your outfit's cute you know (laughs) he's always gassing me up so um he was great I feel like my family kind of thought it was like not funny but like we're all really hard on each other. And yeah. so I think my family at first is like, what are you doing? Like, <clears throat> you love attention. Like, sure, this is great <laughs> for you. Like, do it. You know what I mean? But then especially my mom was like so amazed when things took off. She was like, oh my God, like, this is a real thing. You know, <laughs> like what's happening? And um, I mean, they're great. They're so supportive. Mm-hmm. Like my, my circle is super supportive. But I think at first, especially because I wasn't necessarily going for anything, mm-hmm. people were just like, what's going on? Like, it's happening, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What we've kind of talked about it throughout and you kind of mentioned also about OCD as well and mental um, illness and everything like that. So what are the things that you are loud about So I'm really passionate about showing uh, all women, but especially plus size women, that they can dress however they want to, that their body is worthy just as it is right this second, that they're deserving of the most spectacular, love-filled, amazing life that Mm -hmm. they want. Um, I'm also super passionate about mental health and just showing up really authentically. Like I, I talk about, I talk about my issues all the time. I'm not doing great right now. And I'm just super transparent about it. Like it's all good. And I am just really passionate about showing people that they matter and, um, and that visibility can still be activism. Like you don't have to be out there screaming in the streets, like just making yourself visible and advocating your, for yourself um, can be like a form of activism. Yeah, so. I was just about to say like that is something that is so important, especially in today's age, like even just showing up and being like, oh yeah, like I'm not doing super great right now. Like my mental illness, like I'm just kind of like in a sucky little state of life right now. Yeah. Or just showing up as a plus size person being like, yeah, I can wear these trendy clothes. Like it's like, and I look hot in them and like, here you go. Yeah. And I think people don't 
understand how vital that is. Even like in my, one of my past interviews, it was with the lady who travels and she was talking mm-hmm. about, I just listened to that episode. Yep. Yeah. And she was talking about like, you know, you look up wanderlust and you see all these skinny white girls and you think, oh, I could never do that. And then people come to her page and they're like, wait, she's a plus size black woman doing this by herself. And they come to your page and they're like, wait, she's a plus size woman wearing these cute outfits, making yeah. them fashionable and making them, you know, obtainable too, not these like high-end brands that you have to spend a bunch of money on. Yeah. Representation matters. Like it's just, it's just crazy to like be able to walk into a mall or whatever, or look at ads online because mostly we're shopping online these days, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but just looking at ads online and being like, oh my gosh, like her body is kind of like mine. And she's like rocking that outfit. Like I could do that too, you know, or like she's wearing this lingerie and she looks super hot. Like, absolutely. I can do that. You know, (laughs) like representation changes everything. And it just like empowers you, even if you don't even realize it, just like being able to envision yourself in that is so important for, you know, what you want to do. What are some, are there any goals that you have that you are, you know, putting on your vision board that you want to see happen? And it doesn't have to be anytime soon. It can be a really big goal. It can be a really little goal. Um, I definitely want to sign with this agency really badly and see where that takes me. Like, I would love to be a working model. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so, so fun. Let's see what else I would love to do this. Like, I don't know, full ish time. I know I just said it would be a really hard decision, but Mm -hmm. I would love to see what that would look like. Like, I would love to see what full-time influencing modeling would look like, Mm -hmm. um, just like for my life. And I'm sure it would just be great for my mental health too, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I think those are definitely things that are sort of on my vision board. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just spreading the word more, working with more brands, like getting the word out there to like plus size women that they can be anything they want to be and wear whatever they want. And, Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Is there any advice that you have for people who are wanting to kind of get into influencing and stuff like that? Is there anything that you can give to those people? Um, I would say the number one thing is being genuine. I think if you come on there and you're like trying to be something you're not, you're like, I want to be an influencer. Like it's probably not going to come across well Mm -hmm. because people on the internet sniff that out. (laughs) So I would say like, be really strong in who you are and let that like be your brand. Like Mm -hmm. let your authentic self just be your brand. Um, Be genuine and people are really attracted to that. Um, And then the other thing I think is consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask me all the time how I like grew so fast. I'm like, I have no idea, but, (laughs) but I do know that I was just myself and I posted all the time. Mm -hmm. So like whatever consistency means to to you is enough. Um, I usually do like six days a week, Mm -hmm. but that's really different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think as long as you are consistent with it and genuine, like you'll probably, you know, you'll probably grow. So yeah. A lot of the time, especially with like both of those things, people feel like when they're trying to be influencers and I know I do this too. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this isn't good enough to post. No one cares, but it's like, you care. So just post it. It's your page. Like it's what you want it to be. So like, I think people get caught up in like, oh, it has to be really pretty or it has to be, you know, this perfect thought out thing. And most of the time, those things that you just do on a whim are always going to be doing better than those things that you like planned out for a long time. 
So true. I'm so pissed about that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The worst. It's like a reel that I made in like five seconds does better than this reel. I've been like, oh, perfect. It pertains to my episode. It goes perfectly with this. What the hell? Yeah. Like, it's so funny. My transition is seamless. Like the editing is great. No, nobody cares. Nobody <laughs> like, cares. They just want no. They just they just want your like stupid reel you made in five seconds. Yeah, yes. so true. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Come check me out. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, I will definitely send you some other accounts. I don't know if you want to put those in the show notes, like of people oh, that really yeah impact me big time. So yes. I'll send you a couple other handles because I love sharing the love to other yes. accounts as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Where can the people follow you? Yeah. What's your name? Say it all. Um, a plus fashion. So a plus like, you know, like a teacher, like a grade, (laughs) my, my friend Emily came up with that and then fashion, but it's got a T in the middle for, um, being fat, being plus size. So beautiful. I honestly, so is that what the a plus is for, for teaching? for like the teaching side of it? Yeah. (laughs) Because the whole time I was like, I've been thinking it was for like plus size like I thought that's what it was but yeah then I was that's like, actually we did not think of that <laughs> yeah because then I was like well she says like fat shinned good to know yeah. many things there are many takes on yeah. it so there you go oh, yeah it all fits into your brand <laughs> okay well I will have everything linked down below for everyone to go follow you good. thank you so and much nice to meet you nice to meet you too have a better rest of your day <laughs> yes you too you too bye bye <laughs> And that is that on that, that on Josie, that on A Plus Fashion. I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit more about the influence or experience on the other side and just all about Josie and how she got into this. Please make sure that you go check her out down below. Follow her. I'm also including a list of some of the people that she loves to follow and that are her friends, but also some that aren't so that you guys can follow them too and we can just be a big old follow party. So make sure you guys check her out down below. Make sure you guys fill out that survey that's down below and let me know who else you want on the podcast. Um, Or if you want old people back to talk more in depth about the things they do. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you all next week. (laughs) That sounded like our news anchor. I hope you guys all enjoyed and I will talk to you next week I didn't have to repeat it but you know what I did and that's really fun for me so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed I will talk to you all next week follow everyone down below fill out the survey down below I love you guys my dog's whining so I guess it's time to go I love you guys I'll talk to you next Wednesday bye oh I guess like follow me too that'll also be down below at loudmouthpod on Instagram at loudmouth underscore pod on Twitter okay Good self-promotion, Madison. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.